Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our current events update, and then our study in Acts chapter 12, verses 20 through 25, titled, He Gave Not God the Glory. The conclusion of this two-part message can be found at BBFOhio.com. As we now begin, this is part one of two. The current events update. Of course, we're starting off until it's over. Israel at war as of 121-24. And there's no end in sight as uh, the engagement continues. And uh, we do have just a couple of things going on that you might not be aware of, but they had a big rally outside of Benjamin Netanyahu's house. Um, families actually barricaded themselves out there. Um, they're, they're demanding that something be done to release the hostages, and they're asking uh, the wrong person. <laughs> uh, also, though, in in the small print is that there's diplomatic pushes for a full peace plan consisting of, guess what, a Palestinian state. Uh, there was already a virtual state in place when this happened. If they fall for this and they establish a Palestinian state, what they'll be doing is putting an enemy sworn to their destruction right in their backyard. And uh, in the meantime, Hamas has proposed hostage deal again, but with conditions for ceasefire so that they can reload. <laughs> That's what's behind all that. Iran vows revenge on Israel for striking uh, or killing five IRGC is the Iran uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guard is what that's called. They killed five commanders in Syria. And so the escalation also to the south and in the Red Sea continues. Um, this was a report online, the first place I saw it, that the Biden administration is crafting plans for a sustained military campaign against the Houthis after 10 days of strikes failed to halt attacks, stoking concern among officials that an open-ended operation could pull the U.S. into another conflict. Um, in other words, it will enrich the military-industrial complex, and uh, really, it's not directly related to the Israel situation. The Houthis are in a place called Yemen. There's the map gives you an idea. Remember the Red Sea? Some of you remember that? <laughs> well, at the very top above that is where Israel is, and this is, these attacks are taking down, place down in the southern end where the ships come in and out. And it's a financial interest that the United States has uh, and other countries have in this uh, situation. You can see I blew up a couple where, where you can see it's uh, to your left, there's where Egypt and the Sinai Peninsula, and then there's Israel and the Negev Desert. That's way up at the top. And then if you look at the right side, you see where Yemen is just south of Saudi Arabia. And uh, Saudi Arabia was killing uh, Houthis and others in Yemen, uh, hundreds of thousands, if I remember right, the number, and no one cared. It will only be if the Jews get involved and anybody will care. That's the, way, that's the way the world functions right now. So with that 
update. Uh, number two, a reminder that the spirit of Antichrist is in full force. The Antichrist himself is not revealed and won't be until he confirms the covenant, uh, Daniel 9, 24-27, between Israel and the world government, allowing Israel to rebuild the temple. By the way, it makes sense that the Gog-Magog war probably happens before that, maybe between the rapture and that event, or maybe right before the rapture, because it would take removing the Islamic powers in order to be able to build a temple there. And the Gog-Magog war will involve those powers, and five out of six will be wiped out from their military. That would then open the way for the Antichrist to do this thing in uh, Daniel 9, 24-27. But before all that, the spirit of Antichrist is being used of God, basically, to set the stage for everything that's about to happen. They're, by the way, scrubbing references to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, you're going to see this more and more. And I'm telling you, as soon as the rapture happens, man, uh, the Antichrist is going to take control of the Internet, and he's going to scrub all the uh, biblical, orthodox teaching of Jesus Christ. I'm sure our uh, website will be shut down and, and that sort of thing. But uh, C.J. Stroud, some of you may remember, is a former Ohio State Buckeyes quarterback. He's now playing for the Houston Texans. Uh, took him to the playoffs. I think they got beat yesterday. Um, but he's, uh, everybody's saying he's probably the next great quarterback in the NFL, a top five uh, NFL player. Anyway, so last week when they won, he was interviewed. This is what went out live. This is what they edited and then posted online. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been. What was missing? Jesus. His praise for his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen again. This is what went out live if you were watching the game. First of all, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. This is what everybody saw when they saw the report posted online. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been. Ain't that something? Well, if you didn't know it, NBC is run by the Rainbow People. The Sodomites. And there's just something about the Rainbow People and their attitude toward the Jesus People. Unless you'll bow the knee and accommodate their sin and be inclusive, be diverse. The Bible says it's wicked. And every Christian that bows the knee like that is fulfilling the warning of Jesus, remember Lot's wife. And then at present we have a rainbow government. A very special, in a mental sense, senile president who doesn't know where he's at half the time. Trump made a faux pas yesterday, and it was on all the major news networks. He's losing his mind. Biden does it every day, and they don't say a thing about it. But anyway, they're flagging accounts, bank accounts, 
of those standing against the globalist agenda, the beast agenda, this spirit of Antichrist. They're flagging the accounts. The federal government is closely monitoring financial transactions with keywords like MAGA and Trump. Surprisingly, the watch list includes purchases of religious texts like Bibles and visits to Bass Pro Shop. This broad monitoring has sparked concerns about privacy and autonomy. As citizens navigate a landscape where seemingly innocuous transactions attract attention. The public is questioning the criteria and potential overreach of this initiative, highlighting the delicate balance between security measures and individual liberties. You think? This was another headline. Feds flagged bank transactions for Bibles, hunting firearms after January 6th. Congressman says. <laughs> and the technology to track and control the entire system is advancing. Um, there's a chip that IBM's come out with. It's probably just, oh, well, it's just the beginning, but it's a major breakthrough. It's called North Pole. Imagine a world where AI runs smoother, faster, and more efficiently. This isn't just a dream, it's becoming reality. IBM has crafted a revolutionary computer chip, North Pole, that's modeled after the human brain. This innovative design brings the data closer to the AI applications using it, resulting in a response time that's a whopping 22 times swifter. Plus, with the ability to adjust bit precision, power usage becomes fully optimized. North Pole surpasses all existing architectures, even those using advanced tech processes. Sadly, it's not hitting consumer computers yet, as it's uniquely designed for AI. So, the future of AI, it's already here and it's called North Pole. Just think of everything that you think of now as the best technology, the fastest thing you've ever seen, fastest computer, multiply that by 20. And that's where this is taking you. And you think of computer uh, computation and processing abilities, multiply that by 100. And that's just the beginning, folks. With each passing day, more humans are being chipped. My name is John Esterlund, and I do implants for humans. It's what he, how he makes his living. into the body to enhance and optimize. Chip implants are tiny capsules with circuitry in them. You put it under your skin, it can pretty much replace anything you have in your wallet. Bundling them up gives you an edge if you're a bit forgetful. Smart integration is the future of technology and it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. They're going to know everything you're doing, track every move you make, and uh, really with this North Pole chip and everything that they're going to be bringing in just in this year. It's as far as it needs to go for the mark of the beast. And I've always, now this is a change by the way, I, I've always told people, I know you're impressed, but it's not there yet. The technology has been in place to an extent, but it still wasn't going to be, it's there. We're there with this now. We will, I'll come right back to you. You'll be my first call.
but we are there where the technology has now matched the prophecy. And again, I have to say this, it is not the mark of the beast unless or until it's 666 and you are making an allegiance and act of worship to the beast. So how far do you go with this? I, I remember Christians used to say, well, I'll never just use a card. I mean, I'll have a credit card, but I'll never use that bank card thing they got set up. And now almost all the Christians I know, that's all they ever use. That's not a sin. I'm just saying, you think you won't go along with some of this stuff until everybody else is doing it. And there's nothing wrong with it, biblically. But just keep in mind, we're all going in that direction until we believe the rapture takes place first. And then those who are left behind are faced with the choice to take the mark or die. Or become like the... Well, they, what's that, those movies out, the Hunter Games, or what are they called? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Hunter Games? Hunger. Hunger. Okay. Yeah, I'm real with it. I know, I, I'm with this pop. You know. Anyway, Acts 12, if you get your Bibles open, 20 through 25, as we close out the chapter, we've titled this, He Gave Not God the Glory. We close chapter 12 with a raging, bitter Herod. <laughs> And he's about to meet his terrible end. So verses 20 through 25, I'll have you read the odd verses with me. So I'll start in verse 20. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus the king's chamberlain their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country, and upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a god and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Amen? Amen. Amen. Some of you are like, yuck. Herod thinks he's a god, but he's going to find out otherwise. So we'll start with the political schmoozing found in verse 20. Then the death by worms, 21 to 23, and then ministry goes on as we end verse 24 and 25. Schmoozing, that's a Greek word for, <laughs> for kissing up. Uh, look at verse 20 there. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. Now you remember we left off in verse 19. Herod was highly displeased with the soldiers... 16 of them who held responsibility for keeping Peter in prison and he had let him go and so verse 19 says he commanded that they should be put to death. He's, he seems to be in a rage at this point. Um, he then leaves and goes uh, from Judea to Caesarea to get away from it all and then uh, while he's uh, in that region of Tyre and Sidon, uh, 
he's displeased with them, and we're not actually told why. Um, we just need to know, we're just told this because we need to know that he's in a bad mood. <laughs> and uh, he came to, uh, Tyre and Sidon, the people there, came to him uh, with one accord. So, uh, as I said, we're not told. The point is that the murder of James and persecutor of Peter was a mad tyrant. That's what you're supposed to take from the text. So the leaders of Tyre and Sidon do some politicking and start schmoozing this guy named Blastus. That's the kind of name you want if you play football. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a cool name? <laughs> uh, we, we had a guy... Uh, we were talking about this the other day. Sometimes the names fit people. We had a guy in school that kind of was like Sean Penn. You remember that um, Fast Times movie? I don't recommend it, but I watched it back then. We had a guy in our school just like that. Guess what his last name was? Stoner. <laughs> True story. And uh, we had another kid who came, moved to our school when I was, I think, a sophomore in high school or something like that. And uh, his name was Rocky. I thought, man, his parents must be so cool. <laughs> Not that Greg isn't, you know. Uh, Gregory is supposed to be the, one of the last great popes who ever existed, you know. I kind of fit that role. But uh, just kidding. Anyway, I keep putting, I don't know why that, I changed that on my computer. It didn't save it, but it's uh, verse 20. The second part of the verse says, But they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus the king's chamberlain their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. So the chamberlain, who is he? He's his handler. Um, one of the reasons they didn't like uh, Donald Trump, one of the reasons they don't like that Nigel Farage, um, uh, who's the guy uh, now in uh, the Netherlands? Um, his name slipped my mind, but they don't like him. Why? Because they, they don't have handlers. <laughs> um, but this guy was always taking care of him, dressed him, pampered him with the uh, best lodging. When Herod went down this area, Blastus made sure he stayed in a four-star hotel. He checked the bed bug registry and made sure there were no mice in the place, that kind of thing. So if you've got the colonel on your side, then you get to see Elvis. Some of you, I think, can understand what I'm saying now. <laughs> uh, and some of you need to know Elvis was a rock and roll singer years ago. You might have heard of him. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. I'm all shook up. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's just the background there in verse 20. And then so we see... His end, verse 21, And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. So you can picture this scene. Herod, who really thinks a lot of himself, he has no problem with his self-esteem. And all the people around him are wanting to, you know, kiss up. They're wanting him to know how much they... So that's what's going on here. And by the way, he sat on his throne. It just so happens that's called a bema seat. 
And that's the same word used about the throne that Jesus will sit on uh, at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, just an interesting connection there. So the mob now explodes with ridiculous praise for this man. And the people gave a shout. Again, what's interesting about that? The people is the word demos, which is the word we get democracy. The people gave a shout. I'm going to offend some people out there when I say this, but it's an absolute fact. Democracy is evil. We are not a democracy. We have, the United States of America has democratic elections, but we are a constitutional republic. And you've got to get that through your head because the left-wing media is constantly... And a lot of conservatives, I hear people like conservatives and libertarians, you ought to know better, talking about our democracy. Why does the left say that people like you are a danger to our democracy? I am. And you should be too. We do not want democracy. We are to be a nation of laws. Democracy is mob rule. And that's what you're seeing here. The people, the demos. It's a mob. And that always comes with democracy. You know what the, they call a lot of these country, uh, communist countries? The Democratic Republic of. Why? Because they, they'll hold elections, they cheat, and they, by majority rule, then they institute Marxism. And then your freedoms are gone. It's a matter of history. That's why I beg people to stop being so lame and say, oh, I, don't, I hate history. Well, you need to understand, you are living in history. And the Bible tells us that it's a fool who doesn't want to know what's going on in the world. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And there's an old saying too, they give credit to different people, so I won't even try. But those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. America has not learned a thing about history. Americans don't know history. They don't know our own history, but they also don't know the history that's happened since the founding of this country. How many times democracy has produced tyranny? How many times? Every time. You're either going to live in a nation of laws or a nation of mobs. Why do you have the leftists and the BML, BLM and the Antifa and everybody doing all this rioting and, and all this that they're doing now with the so-called pro-Palestinian, which most of those people don't even know anything about what's going on over there. Why are they rioting like they do? Because that's what they think they want. I got news for them. Once the mobs establish the tyrant, who do you think the tyrant kills first? The mobs. Because he knows... They're dangerous enough that they put him in power. He's got to get rid of them so they don't take him out. <laughs> in the French Revolution, that's what happened. is The mobs overthrew King Louis off with his head. And then what did they do? They kept mobbing and rioting, and it never did. That's why it fell apart. So what happened since then? The mob 
put somebody in power, and then they turn around and kill the mobs. Historical fact. All right, so wait a minute before I get there. The unsaved world has a natural tendency toward idolatrous worship. That's another thing to keep in mind as you see this in the text. But this video is amazing. Watch this. Watch him. Now some of them he lets kiss his ring. Now watch this. Why is he doing that? No one knows. I've looked at I've looked online why he's doing that. He pulls it out and he he won't let him look. Now you ask why is he doing that? My theory is because he's a nut. That's my that's my theory. But think of all these people walking up to want to kiss his ring. Think of that. If I were to do that, you guys would think I was joking, and I hope you'd know I was joking. This is the real religion where the man called the Pope is called blasphemous names like Holy Father. Look up the term Holy Father in the Bible. Only one time Jesus himself is talking about our Heavenly Father and calls him Holy Father. That's the only time the phrase Holy Father shows up in the Bible. And they call the Pope's Holy Father. That's blasphemy. They claim he's the Vicar of Christ. That's Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. See our study on it. The final Pope will be the Antichrist, but all the Popes have been many Antichrists. And you watch the videos where he went, like when he was in where, Pennsylvania. Or